Hello, hello. Welcome back to Inside Cross Country Skiing. Um, today it's me, Jostein, and Hans Christian in the studio. So it's a coaches, uh, coaches podcast today. And Hans Christian, where are we now? Right now we are in Rukka, which is in the north of um, Finland. Uh, not too far, actually, from the Russian border. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, if you look outside the window where we're sitting right now, it's really winter wonderland here. Yes, finally, this yes. year. So that's really good. Yeah. Uh, nice conditions for skiing right now. Yeah, most of the early part of the winter, people have been struggling, at least in Scandinavia, and I think most, most places in Europe, uh, to find snow and have good ski conditions. I've seen that in North America, there are some places where it's really good, in the States and in, in Canada, yeah. but... Uh, for us, it's finally, finally now it's winter around us. Yeah, for sure. And actually, um, last time we had the podcast, we were at Baito and we were talking about the races there. And um, actually, it came a bit of snow as we were <laughs> recording that yeah. podcast. Yeah. And the conditions were really good. And just, um, what have we done since Baito and that weekend, more or less, before arriving here in Ruka? Yeah, first we went home and... Uh, made ourselves ready to, to go to, to Ruka, which means that we had to do a new thing for the year, to do a Corona COVID-19 test to see if we were ready to go. Um, we also had to do some changes when the Lillehammer World Cup was uh, cancelled. And then we decided that uh, Messi also will, would go up here to, um, to Ruka. His plan was originally not to go here. Yeah. And, uh, then we also had to man up on the coaching side, so you also had to take the trip back to Ruka. Yeah. Where you last year called me almost crying and said you would never go back, but here we are. And we're happy for that because last year was shit. <laughs> last year, I'm not going to lie, it was shit being here. The results were not that good, yeah. and, and um, we didn't have a too good start to the no. season then. But uh, that's, that's all forgotten. That's old news. Old news now. Uh, and for those wondering, listening to the podcast, uh, the test we had to take before going to Finland was a PCR test, which yeah. is the golden standard for testing if you got COVID. Yeah. It takes around 24 hours, yeah. uh, depending a bit on the country and where you do them. At least where we did it in Norway. It yeah. And, uh, 24 hours. Yes. And uh, for this year's World Cup season, it's different uh, rules on yeah. testing. And uh, if you have to do a test before you travel and... Yeah. Maybe Austin, you could just take us a bit behind the scenes on how it's been now for Rukka, and maybe you could also talk about a bit about Davos because we know how the procedures are there. I think. Yeah, some at least, but the easiest maybe to start with what we have been through here. I know lots of people are curious, and as we all know, there has also been uh, some false positive tests. We can talk more about about later, but the procedure here for us was good things worked well we we landed in Ruka and was guided into a bus by um, by volunteers from an organization and the, the bus drove us straight to the testing area which was next to the stadium and then they called us up by names uh, and we did the testing and they had pre-made uh, lots of the testing tools with our names and birth dates because so we had sent in some weeks ago here before going, uh, Hans and Messi had to show passport and, and made it, uh, it was a bit not difficult is wrong to say, but they had to, to put in the details because, because uh, we hadn't made, uh, made it in time to send it in to them. So that's, uh, that's understandable. And it took us, maybe we were sitting in the bus for 30, uh, 30 minutes and then yeah. uh, 
immediately when the bus started, my I got an SMS immediately saying that uh, I was negative, which was great. Yeah. Uh, but the other guys uh, took some time before we got an answer, and Mussi got an answer after three or four hours, and no one else had gotten offer. So then, and um, got an answer. So then I went down to the race office and asked if they had any news about the test, and it it uh, was showed us that it was. Uh, Hung up in hung up in the SMS system they're using here, so all our guys were negative, but none of uh, three of them had not got the message. So then we were good to go and could get our accreditations. But uh, as we have heard, uh, people arriving later that day were in much more trouble than us. So I think maybe yeah. we, were, we were a bit lucky. Yeah, I think we were very lucky with uh, when we arrived and, yeah. and there, there were not too many people on no, the no. bus that we had from the local organizers. Uh, and this test that we did is a speed test. Yeah. So it, of course, has a lot uh, less... Uh, it's not as valid and reliable as this PCR test, which is the golden standard that takes 24 hours. Uh, and as you said initially now, Jostein, uh, we have had some false positives. And what does that mean? It means that people get a positive answer, but are they are negative in the end when they do retesting. Uh, from the, the the guys we know who have gotten it, and it's been in media, so we're not, uh, it's not a big secret, but that was Norwegian national coach Eirik Munozum had a, a test like that, and the same with Vegard Karlström, so the uh, head coach of the Icelandic team. Uh, so, and both of them was proven to be, to be false positive, as you said, but uh, as we have seen, Hans, there have been quite different situations for those two teams. And I think maybe that uh, we should can describe that actually to being the difference of being a small team and a big team. Not necessarily because they are uh, treated differently, but uh, it's also about uh, the manpower a big team can put on the table when needed. Yeah, and I think it's at least shown because both of these false positives were proven with this PCR test to yeah. be false, meaning that the PCR test, that is the golden standard, was negative. Uh, but the Norwegians, they got it express speed. So they got it uh, under 24 hours, while the Icelandic team, I think, waited for three days or two yeah, days. Yeah, they got the answer three o'clock today, and they, <laughs> today is Friday. And Norwegians, uh, Eirik, he got his answer yesterday, and the Icelandic team actually arrived here a day before uh, the Norwegian team, so it's clearly that been uh, been uh, something something had gone wrong. And I think uh, uh, the system, the, the test for Eirik was done in Juveskule, which is not so far from here. Yeah. But the uh, Iceland team's test were done in Juveskule, and it seems like his test, um, the Icelandic coach's test, has been put in the queue of all other tests in Finland. So it's like. Uh, yeah. He has not got any kind of special treatment, so like, and that just had bad consequences for Icelandic team because then it meant that Snorri was not Snorri Einarsson, their skier, real good skier, top twenty, was eighteen in world champs in Seafell, for instance, on the fifty k. Uh, he was not allowed to start today. Uh, we actually were ready to help them out. They had uh, the second pair of Youngi ready, so he could yeah. he could use that, but. Uh, but the, the Icelandic uh, skier could not go to the start. But then in the end, uh, he is. Uh, allowed to continue to do the mini tour tomorrow and start and start the races and we're very happy for that and for them and that is actually a really good call by FIS in the end and it's totally outside their rules but it is 
the correct decision, and it's it's the way we, it has to we be. We think it's the correct decision. Yeah, we think so, and everybody yeah. thinks so because the Icelandic team they were never informed about this fast line, fast lane to to uh, to a, yeah. to a test uh, that the Norwegians found. Uh, uh, the organizer claims that there are that is said in their invitation and and the, in their documents sent out to the teams, but I have not seen it, and we, I've really tried to find it in in the documents I've got, but I can't yeah. can't find anything like it. So so this is totally on the on the local organizers behalf to to be responsible for yeah it's at least my my opinion yeah and i think that uh, what it goes to show is that i think first of all i think it's been very professional uh, uh, all the tests we need to do before we travel to the world cup the initial speed test that yeah. we do when we arrival yeah but maybe i i think from my point of view that if you get uh, a positive result on this speed test i think it should be automatically that we try to organize it so with the local organizers in each country and this is different rules for different countries yes. it's very important to note that this is related to each country and not fists yeah. uh, but i think that when we do have this speed test that have some uncertainty and and you can get a false positive it should automatically be so that you do this pcr test yes and if that test is shown to be uh, negative, then I think FIS or the local organizer should cover it because yeah. it's the wrong uh, speed test that yeah. you pay for the speed test. But if it is, of course, positive, the PCR test, then it's okay that the nation itself has to pay for the cost related yeah, to that yeah. test. Yeah. Uh, because in the end, uh, it has big consequences for the nations. And next time it might be Russia, it might be Sweden, yeah. it might be Czech, it might be us that gets this false positive that some of us on this speed and it test... Might, might be more than one false positive. It exactly. Could be like three or four exactly. in the team. And then, and, it... and then there should be like a safety net there from yeah. the local organizers and, and FIST that we do this PCR test and yeah. they just express yeah. uh, uh, test that actually you get 24 hours so that yeah. the team maximum yeah. has to stay in quarantine for 24 hours yeah. and get results. Yes. That's my opinion at least. Yeah. And I think uh, there are many following on that. Um, but as you say, Hans, we get uh, there are different systems from country to country. When we get to Switzerland, uh, we do not have to do a test to enter Switzerland uh, because uh, of their rules. Uh, but when mm. we get there, we have to do a test before we get accreditation locally uh, yes. in Davos. And uh, as I understand it, that's a PCR test. Uh, but what is uh, what I found out today, I haven't told you, Hans, but a bit special is that because my flight uh, down to Switzerland goes from Oslo to Copenhagen to, um, uh, to Zurich, it means that when I land in Copenhagen to get access to the flight from Copenhagen to Zurich, I have to do a test three days before. So not Same because, as me then. Yeah, so it's not, <laughs> not, yeah, so it's not, not because of the race. Because of but because of Danish rules, yeah. uh, and your flight is through Amsterdam, yeah, in Holland. I have not read up yet how it is there, but maybe like that you also have to take a test. Yes. So this is uh, we need to uh, what do you say? Have the tongue in tongue in the right mound, the mouth, or at least it's a Norwegian <laughs> the right uh, word. Yeah. It's a Norwegian yes, wording, but yeah, we need to we need to keep focused and yeah. check for each country. So. Um, that's the situation. Yeah, that's how it is. But we, we are not able to charter flights from place to place. <laughs> no, uh, we don't. We'd love to do that, but yeah. uh, but that's that's how it is this season. Uh, we just have to do try to be as professional as possible all the way. But to be honest, just to end uh, maybe the first section, yeah. uh, we get this close to the first part of the podcast. Yeah. I think actually 
the, now with all the false negatives, there is no one we have tested positive no. for COVID-19 in the cross-country skiing FIS World Cup. No. And compared to IBU and uh, yeah. biathlon, uh, we are lucky so far. Yeah, we haven't had any here on, or for Nordic combined or ski jumping either, so no. it works well. Uh, we know about the case with the Swedish Alpine team last weekend as well, yeah. and, but we see in IBU there are... Uh, Last time I checked, uh, it was five nation athletes uh, or support staff from five different nations. So, so that is, of course, uh, pretty tough for them, I guess. Yeah. So let's just hope that the cross-country environment continues to be, to be good on this. And, um, and from how we see it now, it works well here. People yes. are good at keeping distance. People use masks. Uh, also out on, on uh, time checks and... and um, and in the in the finish area, for instance, and, and stuff like that, the athletes mm. are of course allowed not to use it, but but uh, people are good on that, and also in the restaurants where where we are having our meals, yeah, it seems to work well. So I think uh, it's in its place almost to give a shout out to all nations if you're listening on yeah. this podcast that uh, keep up the good work. Keep up the good work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Episode one, uh, part one is over. Let's yeah. move on. Okay, uh, we're back here now, Hans, and uh, let's talk about uh, Ruka. Why we're really here? Uh, we are here for the races now. Yes. We uh, did some races at Bytesdalen last weekend. Uh, yeah. We had decent results there. The main goal for us there was to get good sessions and. Uh, as uh, some of you may know, we, it was not ideal for us uh, in any ways. We, we had no access to, to the courses or anything. So uh, we, are, we are very lucky to have good cooperation with Norwegian. So the Norwegian Vox team took, part, uh, took care of our skis. So, so they were good enough for athletes to, to compete and, uh, and uh, get, uh, get the training we wanted to have. Yeah. Uh, but now we're in Ruka Hans and here is, uh, how is the competition here? Yeah, so this is uh, the classic, I have to almost say, Naruka triple. So yeah. it consists of um, three stages, uh, starts always with the Friday with a classic sprint. And then uh, on the Saturday, which is tomorrow, uh, it's a classic time trial, 15k for the boys and uh, 10k for the girls. And then it ends... Or women and men. Women and men, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there are a bit of both. <laughs> yeah, there is a bit of both. I agree. I agree. And then, and then on Sunday... Um, we do a pursuit uh, based on the overall ranking uh, and then you get bonus seconds depending on which spot you have yeah. uh, in the sprint that yeah. was finished today. Yeah. And what would you say uh, about today's result uh, if you look first uh, internationally? Uh, oh, what to say? Uh, first of all, uh, it was really fun to see Eirik Boldness win today. Yes. Uh, and it's also super impressive of uh, Johannes Club, of course, who had been unconquered for so long time now in classic sprint and sprints in the World Cup. But uh, it was uh, Erik Wallnes who did it, a guy from North Norway. Yeah. Uh, we have seen him for many years coming through the ranks and we heard last weekend that Klabo said that uh, in an interview on NRK that uh, that Wallnes had been stronger than him the whole autumn and uh, he was not surprised that he would be pushed by, by him, but already today... We saw that Valnes was the strongest one, and that's cool. And in the end, the Norwegians end up having a clean sweep on the podium there with uh, with Amy Leverson coming third. Yeah. And Johannes second then, if I didn't mention. So yeah. that's cool to see. 
Uh, but of course, uh, there is not so funny when it's only one nation winning. But we see the same on the on the women's side, uh, yeah. where this was Sweden. three Swedish girls. <laughs> Uh, ahead of all the others, Lin Swan was super impressing, and uh, and uh, and the other girls was uh, coming up there as well. Uh, with a pretty good gap to the to the to number four. Yeah, we have to say it was actually quite clear. The three ones yeah. got a really big gap up the last hill, and uh, like it says something also how many good skiers they actually have now on the female side yeah. in Sweden. Like, cause Lin Swan, she actually was not in the Swedish opening last weekend. No. She was actually not even in the final. No, no. Uh, of course, uh, maybe there were some ski uh, issues there, but Never still, know. it says something about uh, that uh, right now the yeah. Swedish girls are just killing it, I would say, yeah. uh, in the sprint especially. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun to see as well that I saw a Norwegian paper today said that there would be a lot of... This would be a troubling season for the Norwegian women team. Uh, they would uh, face uh, tough results, especially in sprint. But uh, Lotta Udnesveng, she showed that she has taken a step this year and yeah. was fourth. And uh, Anna Appelqvist, uh, was, was she fifth in the she end? And I would say end, yeah. that and th- these are young girls and they will give the Swedes competitions the next year, so I'm, I'm sure. So, yeah. And so, you know, yeah. the prologue from... Uh, Anne uh, was Klabo uh, style over, yeah, yeah, yeah. or we, we, we will say it was Anne style because Anne style, she yeah. was four yeah. seconds ahead of yeah, number two and that's uh, that's uh, extremely impressive yeah, yeah. very impressive so now she's good there so she she and Lotta and other girls as well will be strong Norwegian girls yeah. uh, we also saw some uh, some Russian women coming back now after they had a kid and uh, yeah. see that they they will be stronger as well so no uh, Hopefully, there will be more competition on the women's side than to have a triple Swedish all the time. But yes. uh, fun for the Swedes. But uh, for us, Hans, uh, even though we are a bit behind in the ranks, it was a big day for the British team as well. It was a big day for the British team. Uh, we, we, for the first time in history, had two guys through in the classic prologue. And uh, that was Andrew Musgrave and Andrew Young. Mm. And uh, they ended up as 25 and 19. Uh, Young 19 and Muzzy 25. Yeah. And uh, it was actually the first time ever that Andrew Musgrave qualified in a, a classic sprint. Yeah. Um, so a fantastic day for us. And, and we're very proud to say that we had two of two going through the prologue. Yeah. And Swedes only had two. And there were, we had more people through the prologue than the Germans and the French and... Americans. Americans. So, <laughs> so uh, if, if they have a podcast now, they probably mock us if they yeah, beat yeah, us yeah. tomorrow. But, they beat us tomorrow. But today, sure. we were, today we were slightly better. <laughs> we're jinxing ourselves now. But, uh, yes, we are. We should be, it's, it's allowed to be proud when we do well. And this, is, this was a big day for us. So yeah. we should be happy with that. And um, uh, we also see that... Uh, Doing heats is something else, and we need to practice on that. But uh, we're getting better on that as well. Uh, yeah. But uh, from a coach's side, uh, we talked about it in the meeting and this afternoon with the boys as well. Maybe the or the men, they are men. Yes, they are twenty eight and thirty years old. So it's just that men. we are so old yeah, that we call be. them boys, yeah, but yeah. they are they are men. The two yes. Andrews, they are men now. Yes. Uh, but uh, like we like we said to them, that maybe the most uh, funny and, and and best thing to see today was. Uh, when when Mercy qualified was uh, then I can say the childish joy from from Youngie. Yes. How happy he was for Mercy to qualify, yes. and that is so good for us to see. Like, Youngie was 
maybe running faster from the fence and <laughs> over to to Mustard than he was up the last hill in his prologue. Yeah, uh, just uh, asking. Uh, Beep, 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 uh, <laughs> hey, hey, mate. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> yes. No, so um, so that was really fun. It was a, yeah. it was a fun day. And, and uh, as always, uh, the organizers here in Ruka, they made a perfect competition, great yeah, yeah. tracks and everything. Yeah. And and looking ahead for tomorrow, there's a, there's a time trial yeah. for, for us. It's uh, We only have males here. Yeah. Uh, it's um, 15 kilometer. The boys are starting quite early. Yeah, we have Bib, uh, what was it, 13 and 18? Yes. Yeah, and great. we have, uh, uh, yeah, the tracks are good for us here, I think. There are quite, uh, uh, it's not uh, fair to say easy conditions for boxing, but you get good answers when you kick down here, and, and that seems to 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 fit well for our guys. Yeah. Uh, it's not too tricky conditions. They're... No. they're uh, so we're looking forward to it. Uh, we, hopefully they will have another good day. And, and we know at least that Mussi is capable of having... On a good day, he can be among the 10, 15 best in the world. Yeah, if he has a very good day. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think uh, realistically, if, if both of them are... Let's say Mussi is around 30 and, and Youngie is around 40. I think they will have a good start before the Sunday on the yeah. pursuit. Yeah. Which is kind of... Skating is still what they are the best at. So... Yeah. Uh, it's often very, very close here in Rukka, yeah. time-wise. Uh, it's often uh, only around 130 to 145 between the top 30. It's, yeah. it's much closer than in a lot of other World Cups. Yeah. And uh, it is, like here and, and like other 15K, so it's very often to get, if you are managed to get into a good back, for instance, after your first lap or yeah. some places that you, you get in what we call a train yeah. of two or three three other athletes that they seem to go pretty fast sometimes yeah. so there's a lot we'll of double pulling in this a, track yeah, it is it is so now we're looking forward to it yeah. uh can you describe the conditions a bit more on so how is the snow is it artificial snow or is it natural snow well uh, it's a mixture of artificial and, and natural snow it was actually snowing quite a bit uh when just until we woke up yeah thursday yeah. when we woke up yeah. it was and uh and and uh, the thing is that uh, it's got either to do with the air that's around here or that it's close to these lakes or it's a combination of that and the artificial snow they're producing. But yeah, I think it's a snow production. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bit like very humid. Yes. Uh, and and that makes it so that the the minus it's might be minus seven eight in the air. Yeah. But and in the snow even. But yeah. you have to actually have quite not warm kick wax but yeah. much warmer than yeah. it seems like you yeah. should uh, need like to have yeah. uh, but as you said it's it's very good conditions very good i think today the box uh, tips from swix which uh, many of you guys uh, know and uh, yeah and they are of course our, our close provider so we should uh, should uh, should tell that uh, a bit about their tip but the, the conditions today was what they had the, their best tip was uh, the good old v45 yeah, uh, and second place was VR forty five. So I guess or fifty five like, something also yeah, they had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that describes the conditions a bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, but if you look a bit in the crystal ball now, who who will be top uh, three tomorrow, and who will be top three? Do you think uh, overall when Ooh. we sum up the results on Sunday? Uh, just that. Uh, I was very impressed by Klabo last weekend, actually. On the 15k there, yeah. uh, he showed that he had taken a step uh, physically, I'm pretty sure. So he will be on the podium and maybe f- fight for victory. But 
also Erik Wallnes should suit him well. Oh. Um, so that my he's my kind of a dark horse, but uh, he is uh, he's a killer and is truly in good shape. But another yeah. one who is in good shape is a home favorite Niskan who was ninth in the prologue today. Yeah, very strong. Yeah. So I'm guessing it will be a fight uh, between uh, them three, Bolshunov, Olun. And Emil Iversen was very good today. Emil Iversen, I think, yeah. is very yeah. strong. He so, actually, uh, yeah. he was also very good in the beginning of the race at Baito, but yeah. he gave yeah. up because yeah. he, he had bad skis, yeah. is what I've yeah. heard. And, and um, he was on the podium here last year, so. Yeah. But uh, a tip tomorrow? Nah, what should I say? Should I go for, uh, I go for Wallnes. Winner, Wallnes, yeah. yes. Wallnes, winner. Yeah. And um, Niskan Klabo. Then I'm going to go, I will go for uh, Ivo, Ivo <laughs> at first place. Um, and then uh, second place, I think, would actually be Bolsunov. Yeah. And third spot, I'm going to go for Emil Iversen. He was number three today as well. No Linskier on the podium tomorrow. No, I don't think they are good enough. Uh, Who is the Linskiers? Th- that know. is Simon Hextakrieger and Hans Christer Holund. <laughs> the two nicest guys in the, of the Norwegians, of course. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm very objective when speaking of this. <laughs> but no, I think that uh, in this track, you need to be good at double pulling. And I think that uh, they are uh, big capacity skiers. So... On Sunday, I think that they will maybe fight for the best time of the day. But yeah. tomorrow, I think they are not strong enough in double pulling compared to the the best guys in the world. And if you should go for a tip in overall, I'm guessing that uh, Johannes Klabo, he will win this overall ahead of uh, Bolshunov and Emil Iversen. So then I'm going to be uh, saying almost the same, but I actually... They actually think that Bolsonaro will take it. Because yeah. I have, for some reason, a feeling that Klabo will have not his best day tomorrow. <laughs> and he will lose some seconds to Iversen yeah. and uh, Bolsonaro. And therefore, he won't be able to get up to them. Yeah, you see. So uh, my guess is uh, Bolsonaro wins in front of Iversen and uh, Niskanen. Okay, um, that's cool. And then uh, <clears throat> on the women's side, be Super exciting tomorrow yes. on the 10k classic. That uh, I'm really looking forward to that race. I think that would be one of the most exciting races the whole season. That yes. would be the Swedes against Therese Johaug. I think so. Uh, at least how it seems. But I mean, ah, Rosie Brennan went really fast today on the prologue. Yeah. So she impressed me a lot. Yeah, she's she good in this course. Yes. But will she podium? I think that may be a bit too hard. But yes. I'm going... Teresa will win this tomorrow. I think I'm, so yeah, as well. I'm pretty sure. And then we will have... Uh, what is a bit interesting is when we see the start list, it's... Uh, I think Frida was number 27 and uh, Ebba 29 yes. and Teresa 30. Yes. So it means that Teresa actually can control this race pretty yes. good. So I'm guessing that she maybe will win pretty clear in the end by maybe 15-20 seconds to Ebba. And then Frida Karlsson will be number 3. Yeah, I think uh, you're not far from correct here. Ebba, of course, won the Swedish opening, so she's strong. So I also think that it will be uh, close. Uh, I think those two will be one and two. Uh, and then I think it will be a battle for the third spot. Yeah. Uh, of course, Fira Karlsson is great. But I also think that uh, Fossesholm, uh, the young Norwegian junior, she's still yeah. a junior, yeah. could be in the fight there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said Rosie Brennan, I think she was really impressive today uh, yeah. in the sprint. Um, 
Hopefully the Germans find their uh, yes. better skis, but they were struggling yes. today with Katarina Hennig. She, yeah, she was, should be good there. As she well. should be really good. Yeah. Uh, and also, of course, uh, uh, Lampic is very good at double pulling, yeah. and so so suddenly she's in the mix. It's pretty open. It's very and open. the Russians, of course. Of, not, of, course of course, the Russians will be Belrukova. Um, so uh, she has changed name now. No, she, she got has, married. She got married. That's actually yeah. true. Yes. But what is the new last name? Do you remember? I don't remember when you said it. I actually remember she was <laughs> Isn't married. Isn't it uh, Stupak? Stupak, maybe. <laughs> we, I will have to Google yes, it. After this podcast, I have to go online and... and we have uh, to call Marcus Kramer. I have to call uh, Marcus. You have to get Marcus on the pod. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, hopefully there is a lot of people listening on this before the races. So yeah. you don't think we are super stupid when we miss a lot on but the... That would be quite funny. On, on the tipping, but, uh, on, the, on the betting here. But, but then um, we, you have to go for the girls overall. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think actually that would be the same order. So you go Teresa, Ebba, Frida. Then I will, uh, just to say something different, I will say Ebba, Teresa, and uh, Fossesson. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's a good skater. She yes. Suit her well, this course. Yes. Uh, anything else then, Hans, before we... Before we stop, we should uh, maybe we try to do uh, a sum up pod on Sunday when we are in Helsinki because we have to have a, another layover in Helsinki. Then yes. maybe also we can get the boys on the pod for sure. The men, yes. they are men, they are men, and yeah. also I think uh, to do people that actually listen and follow us, then uh, sending questions, and also yeah, yeah. we will try to in, uh, invite guests uh, yes. now in the World Cup to have their thoughts around the races. Uh, a bit from what they're doing in their teams and their nation so send questions on who you would like to hear more about but also who you'd like to have in the podcast favorite guest favorite guest uh, that would be cool um, our traveling plan now in the future is we go to <coughs> we go home from here through Helsinki and then we go to Davos in two weeks time times so yeah yeah that's it so that could be a, a place to meet people So for all of you listening, stay safe and uh, we'll be back soon. Stay alert. Bye-bye.